It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everyone, and yes, here I am. Camera is on. We are live here on FPC Radio Live. It's Monday. It's March the 6th. It's 2023, and uh, tomorrow, John, is the deadline for teams to uh, apply the franchise tag, exclusive or not, on their players. Uh, 4 p.m., I believe, is the uh, deadline, and then we we should have have some clarity on uh, with the Lamar Jackson situation, at least some. I mean, it's his final destination may not be determined by tomorrow, uh, but we'll at least get an idea where the Ravens are thinking and where they're heading. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Obviously, one of the biggest uh, storylines of, of this offseason, really the last like year or so. Uh, but, but we're not going to start there today, John. We're going to start with the Boston Celtics. And uh, look, this is a team that over the last week, has uh, blown, a, what, a 28-point lead, I believe it was, and uh, now have lost uh, to the New York Knicks, who are one of the hotter teams in the league, having won nine in a row. Um, it's first winning streak of nine games in, what, 25 years, Sean? It's, it's, it's wild. So I'm going to ask you this. Was last night, and we're just talking about last night, was last night more about the New York Knicks or was it more about the Boston Celtics? Because 131 to 29 in double overtime, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a bad game by the Celtics. But we're getting down to the stretch, the home stretch, getting towards the playoffs. 
And, and you got to figure that they're probably playing their most, I'm not going to say worst, but most inconsistent basketball of the season. Um, so, John, last night, was it more about the Celtics or more about the Knicks? I think it's more about the Celtics. I mean, they're a more talented team than the Knicks. Heck, the Knicks didn't have their second-best player, Jalen Brunson. Now, the Celtics didn't have Rob Williams, who you really can't count on. He's only played 28 games this year. They also didn't have Malcolm Brogdon, who to me is the difference between last year's team and this year's team. So the Celtics should be able to beat the Knicks, but now they've lost them three times, like you said, Ian, this season. The Knicks are well-coached. They play mm. tough. They play high. They play defense. They share the basketball. They're just a pain in the butt to deal with, right? They, they come every night with 100% effort, and those teams can be difficult in the regular season to combat. Uh, the problem I see with the Celtics is they got off to a 21-5 and five start. They looked like they were going to go to a 56-16 and 16 type season, be the number one seed, blow through the playoffs, and here's championship banner number 18. Well, since that point, since that 21-5 and five start, they're 24-15. That's not horrible, but that's not what they should be doing over a 39-game stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they haven't been able to be whole all season, but you know how many teams in the NBA are? There's always somebody out. Uh, on a given night. So, yeah, I think there's some issues there. Um, I think they've become a little too Tatum-Brown-centric, which, mm-hmm. you know, can be a good thing. They're marvelous players. Half their shots last night were taken by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, more than half their shots were three-point shots. So, you know, it, it, you're just asking for disaster there. Um, so I, I think when Brogdon comes back, now you have that certifiable third score, Derek White. Uh, a nice piece as well that's played really well uh, since he came here last year. So I think once they get whole, that they'll get their run going. But I don't know when they're going to be whole because now Rob Williams is going to be out seven to ten days, and that's what they say. I mean, the Celtics are always off the target when they come out with these injury reports. Unlike the Bruins, who we didn't think Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy were going to be back till what, December, and they showed up a month early. Like I don't know what the Bruins training staff is all about, but they're really good. Yeah, right, well, and guys come back. And Donnie Del Negro, too, right? I, I believe, is still uh, still yeah, with the team. He's he's, he's been with the team since I was a kid. You know, yeah, <laughs> it feels like it, it feels like it at least. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, those guys are, they come back and you know they're ready to go. Look, comparing hockey players to basketball players in terms of recovering from injuries is is tough. I mean, first of all, the basketball players are just enormous. I mean, there's a lot to have to happen for a guy to get you know back up to close to 100 percent but i would still be concerned because the bucks are just on this incredible roll mm-hmm. they now have assumed the top spot in the eastern conference and then you look through the east of other teams that they may play you know uh, miami in the first round i think they would beat miami the celtics but it wouldn't be that easy because miami is kind of like the knicks right they're just yeah. a, a sandpaper type team and then maybe you're playing cleveland in the second round they've beaten you two out of the three times you've played this year and then you know, you'd probably face Milwaukee in the conference finals. No easy teams in the Eastern Conference. So I'd be concerned with that. And Tatum's play hasn't been good since the All-Star break. I thought he would take off after being the All-Star Game MVP. That happens a lot. Guy's All-Star Game MVP. And then he just really takes off in the second half. Well, he's almost been a little bit like Bobby Abreu after he won the home run derby and I think hit two home runs the second half of the season yeah. back about 20 years ago. I, I, but I think I think they'll be fine. But this is a really tough they're in but again it's a 39 game stretch of 24 and 15 that's that's not what they should be doing over a 39 game stretch they're better than that oh absolutely absolutely and I, I look i think the most concerning thing is and you mentioned a couple of these you know you know we can't count on rob williams you know you you, you know they're getting three point happy these are all problems that they've had the last few years and and quite mm-hmm. frankly really hurt them last year 
And we saw them go quiet. We saw them blow leads. We saw them look like the best team in basketball for a half and then come out in the third quarter and look like they've never played together before. And and though uh-huh. that's what's concerning because you, you thought, especially during the, the beginning, the early run, um, to start the season, you thought maybe that was behind them. You know, you got better shooters. You could bring in Brogdon. You know, Williams was relatively healthy and has, you know, certainly has been around more than what what he was a year ago. But, you know, if he's not healthy for the playoffs, if, you know, they're, they're still going through these stretches where they're chucking up threes and not hitting them, then, well, you know, we're, we might end up being in the exact same problem they were in a year ago. Now, granted, they went to the NBA Finals last year, but there is it's going to be tougher um there's more of a target on their back and and quite frankly i i I gotta believe there's a lot of pressure not only internalized but like think about this we talked at the beginning of the season we're watching the celtics and and their building partners the boston bruins both get off to this torrid start and you're sitting there thinking like wow you know between the celtics and the bruins they they've lost like three games in the first like two months or whatever it was um the, the Bruins are clearly separated themselves uh, in, in this city in terms of in, in Boston, in terms of which team is probably closest and, quite frankly, the best team in the in, out of the four major sports. Uh, so I, I think there's some pressure, and, and I've seen it. It's kind of a foolish statement to make, and, and this is how ridiculous it is. But there's there's people out there like, oh, why can't why can't the Celtics do what the Bruins are doing? Well, that's, I mean, that that would essentially mean that they were on a, a pace to win seventy three or seventy four games because that that's mm-hmm. what the Bruins are doing. So stop trying to compare the two winter sport teams. And unfortunately, I think part of that, part of losing in the finals last year, the pressure of like we've gotten so close so many years, is it ever going to happen? And and, and I feel like that type of mindset creeps into the Celtics team sometimes. And, and that, that's a that's a confidence uh, killer. And, you know, in basketball, there's a lot that goes into your confidence and, and how you're playing and how successful you are. So um, that's what I'm concerned about. And, and it, it's, again, just the same problems over and over again. Yeah, without question. I mean, just back to last night's game, Ian, you know, they took 109 shots in the double overtime loss to the Knicks. Jason Tatum took 30 shots. Jalen Brown took 25. That's 55 shots between mm-hmm. your two best players. That's more than half of the 109 shots. They also took 59 three-pointers. Yeah. That's more than half of their 109 shots with three-point attempts. Um, and they hit 21 of them, which is, you know, 35% or thereabouts. That's not really that great. Um, so those are issues. And then you factor in the turnovers. And this is a team that was plagued by turnovers throughout the postseason last year. They lost the NBA Finals last year because of their inefficient offense, not because of their defense. I thought their defense was good enough in the finals against Golden State to beat the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors have felt like every night scored 104 points. Mm-hmm. And I'm not being hyperbolic. It was always right around 104. Oh, I, I remember but talking to you about it. Every, it was like, it was wow, crazy. they are frighteningly consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like 106 or 102, but it was always right around 104. And when the Celtics offense was efficient, they took care of business in games one and game three, but but they weren't able to do that in the other four games. So it was more about their offensive turnovers and Tatum not playing well in the finals. And, and that's why I think Brogdon is such a key because if you go into a series and say Tatum has an off night, but Brown's cooking, well, then Brogdon could step up and be right there as, as your third best player, your third best scorer. But, you know, yeah, you have to get to that point where you're being consistent with that. And, um, yeah, just 
a lot of those things you brought up are, are absolutely accurate. And there's a lot of pressure because there's only a few teams in this league right now that have the tag of championship or bust, and the Celtics are one of them, right? I think it's the Celtics and Milwaukee, the two teams in the Eastern Conference. It's championship or bust. I mean, the 76ers mm-hmm. haven't even played in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, with Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers in, in this group. So, you know, uh, if they could get to the Eastern Conference Finals, probably a somewhat successful season, although being a sports team in Philadelphia is never easy, yeah. especially since the, the football and baseball team, you know, went to the championship uh, round or game last year. Uh, out West, uh, even Denver, I mean, Denver's never even played in the NBA Finals. If they get there, that's a successful season. The Suns, it's championship or bust, right, because you get Durant joining Chris Paul and Devin Booker. So, you know, that's the one team out there that, that's championship or bust, and the Celtics are certainly one of them. I Look, I'm not a Celtics fan. I'm a, I'm a basketball fan, but I'm a LeBron fan, as we all know. But if I'm a Celtics fan, and I'm rooting for them because I think it's a really good team and a likable team, if they don't win the championship, it's not a successful season because they're, they're set up to win right now. Yeah. Well, and look, they set the standard last year. They went to the finals. Uh-huh. And yep. you, you've, you know, it gets to a point, too. And, and this team has been on the cusp for what seems like forever. Um, it, it, and, and I think that has a shelf life. Like, eventually, you can only be on the cusp of a championship so long, and then if you don't win, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do we really believe this? T- and I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying, like, you know, this is the type of pressure that's that's building, uh, you know, on the franchise and on some of the key players that have been involved with multiple Eastern Conference finals, the finals last year. Uh, but look, uh, let's face it. If uh, Al Horford's shot was two inches to the left last night, the Celtics walk off on a buzzer beater and you're talking about, okay, this is a Celtics team that comes through in the clutch. So, again, this wasn't a blowout at the hands of the Knicks. I I think that would obviously be far more concerning. Um, It's just you want to see them come through in these late situations more often than not. And, and again, I I know a lot of people are making a big deal about uh, uh, Tatum's, you know, last-second shot. But, look, I mean – a little bit better drive to the rim, and, and you're talking about, an, again, a, a, a last-second buzzer beater, uh, somewhat like they had against uh, Milwaukee last year um, in the mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference Final. So um, th- that's that's how the margin is so thin, but it really kind of magnifies how much pressure the, the Celtics are feeling right now because they got to really be not perfect, but near perfect. And, and what's happening now is you're seeing some of the imperfections of, of seasons past, especially last year, kind of rear their ugly head a little bit. And that doesn't mean they can't be competitive. It just means that when push comes to shove, maybe it's not a 50-50 down the stretch. Maybe they're they're behind the eight ball a little bit. So um, speaking of, uh, you mentioned the Suns just a minute ago, and I want to shift gears because last night, John, last night, but Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving facing off and what was a very entertaining game. I, I only was able to see some of the highlights because, well, it's a West Coast game and that is well past my bedtime, uh, John. Um, that is an ancient time for me. I, I couldn't even imagine staying up uh, that late. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> look, I, I, I think our instincts when we talked about these moves when they happened are starting to to really be confirmed, you know, and, and I think it was. Well, essentially, we, we believe the Kevin Durant situation is far more likely to work out. And at this point, between him and Devin Booker, I, I believe the duo have scored the third most points across the first three games as, as teammates, as any 
teammates in NBA history, and I, I believe Wilt Chamberlain was was um, very much littering that list with whoever else. It doesn't really matter, but that's the point. It seems to have worked flawlessly for a team that, like you just said, uh, is a championship or bust team. And look, all those superstars last night showed up uh, in that game, which also went to overtime. So. Um, Thoughts on, on last night's uh, duel between the Suns and Mavs, and are you feeling just as confident that this whole KD experiment is going to work out very well for the Suns as you were a week or two ago? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's the easiest superstar in the league to play with. I mean, he's a plug-and-play guy. You put him anywhere, it's going to work. It didn't work in Brooklyn, although let's not forget he sat out the first year with the injuries. Yep. The second year, they got to the second round and lost in Game 7 in overtime to the eventual champion Milwaukee Bucks, and we've heard it a million times. If Durant wore a size 15 instead of a size 18, they would have won that game because his toe was on the three-point line to tie that game in regulation. They would have won it. Uh, this guy is, is – I've said it a million times. I debate who's the greatest player ever, all of this stuff. He is the most efficient, versatile scorer among all the superstars in the history of the sport. Just look at his game yesterday, in 12 of 17 from the floor, 3 of 5 from the three-point line. He had 37 points on 17 shots. Now, Jason Tatum took 30 shots last night and only scored three more points. I mean, this guy is so efficient. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we were talking about it, and we talked on the podcast with uh, Jet, the pick-and-roll NBA podcast with Jet and Sapp here on FPC Radio. Nice plug. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm good with this it's stuff. Good. Good. Doing, I'm old. I've been doing it a long time. You've been I, around I the block a few times. Out. Yeah, and then some. Um, but the whole thing what we talked about is I would like to see Kevin Durant go well. Kevin Durant's career high is 55 points, which the way the league is now, it seems like, you know, it should be higher, right? I yeah. Mean, it seems like everybody's dropping 70. Um, I would like to see Kevin Durant one night just go out and act like Kobe Bryant did, like in his final game, and just yeah. take every shot. He'd score 100 points. He'd be the one guy who could maybe challenge Wilt's record. But you know what? He'd never do that because he plays the game correctly. You know, mm-hmm. it's like him, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and LeBron are the three guys that I've always felt, you know, always play the game correctly. Like, they, they didn't just say, get the hell out of the way. I'm taking the thing over. They're, they're team guys first, and Durant's certainly that guy. It's working out beautifully. Booker's a perfect compliment for him because he's more of a mid-range guy. Durant can score from anywhere. And then you got Chris Paul as the maestro, right? So, that team is going to be difficult to deal with. Dallas is starting to get a little bit better with Kyrie and Luka, but they're both so ball dominant. It's going to take a little while for them to figure it out. But I, like, I think we talked about it last week. I, I think Phoenix is going to win the West because they're perfectly constructed right now. They're not very deep, but, you know, in the buyout market, you can maybe add a piece or two. And with that seven-foot guy out there who just is like having a seven-foot guard, man, he's, 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 he's a joy to watch play. And he's unstoppable. And, and really, and again, so efficient and so crazy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, and, and look, I mean, those three players that you mentioned before, not only the, the talent, but the size, which, again, is, uh-huh. is something you don't necessarily see, and, and not every big player can take advantage of their size, and, and look, that's physics. That's what makes those right. players so great, is that, you know, uh, uh, they're doing things that smaller players will do, that, you know what I mean? And, and that's what that's uh-huh. what separates and, and, and creates such great players. Um, <clears throat> you, you said that, like, oh, you know they're starting to play at Dallas. That is, uh, they're starting to play better with with Kyrie, um, and and I feel like that's always the case, though. Not Dallas, but like the teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, they're finally getting a little bit better with Kyrie. And I'm not saying, and I'm not putting this on Kyrie. I mean, he's just for better or worse. I mean, his his talent has is unquestionable, but perhaps the 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 opposite of a Kevin Durant. You know, you say Kevin Durant could seamlessly fit with with anyone. Uh, not saying that that Kyrie is not fitting in Dallas. It just sometimes it's not as such. You know, sometimes the the the, the uh, you need to replace the uh, the weather stripping. And and right now there's a few leaks here. There's a few leaks mm-hmm. there. It's not quite fitting tightly. Um, and you know those are problems, especially for for a league like you know the NBA, where the margin of victory or the margin uh, of being a great team to to a pretty good team is is very thin. And we're looking at the West right now, and you're like, okay, well, the Suns look like the best team. Who knows what's going to happen with Steph Curry back with with Golden State? Are they going to go on a run? Because you know, at the end of the day, if they go what uh, fifteen and five over their last twenty games, all of a sudden you're like, well, who got, who's going to want to play Golden State in the playoffs? So it, Dallas wants to be able to plug those leaks, and I, I just don't know that. And to your point, I just don't know if these two players who are so ball dominant that are you know, egocentric. And again, I'm not saying that in a bad way. If you're a great athlete, you have to have an ego. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's it's going to be fixed with any sort of certainty. Um, you might get some good stretches between the two, but I, I think ultimately, um, I don't know. It's just, it's tough. It, 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 Kyrie is a tough superstar to play with. He undeniably is, is, is great at what he does, but there's just something. There's something. And the strangest thing is, Ian, his teammates love him. Like, he, he remains yeah. one of the most popular players in the league among, among the players. I, I think they're just infatuated with his skill set. You know, yeah. this is like 
we hear this all the time, like he's an actor's actor. Like, you know, they'll bring up some actor who that every other actor is enamored with because, you know, they can kind of look at it differently than the layman and say, yeah. well, just watch this scene. This, this guy nails this scene. We may not think that, but they understand what it's all about as an actor. It's like you watch Kyrie's skill set. And I've said this before. This is probably the most skilled guy I've ever seen. Um, the, the ball handling, the ability to shoot, the passing, the finishing at the rim at six foot two. And it's not like he finishes at the rim like, say, John Morant, who just explodes and dunks the ball. He finishes at the rim where he's kind of like off to the side. There's an angle with a bank shot. It's, it's marvelous to watch. It's poetry. And his teammates do love him. I mean, and he seems to implode every situation he's involved with, but they still respect the hell out of him because of his game. Yeah, it's, it's, it, and Luca, I don't think Luca's the easiest guy to play with either because he's ball dominant. And again, he's so young. You know, he's not even 24 yet. And he's, and, you know, and he's, he's got a lot. He's league. got a lot of. There, there's a fine, I said before, you know, to be a great player, you have to have an ego and it, yep. you have to have a lot of confidence. And although he can certainly back it up, I, I, I think sometimes he's an emotional player. Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. I think that might be the best way to describe it. And uh, I think that is something that is always going to cause a conflict with, with teammates at some point, whether it's a consistent thing or just kind of you're going to have moments on the sideline or you're going to have moments where, you know, his emotion gets the best of him. And I think mm-hmm. Kyrie's the same way. Just Kyrie's a lot quiet, more quiet with it. You know, he's much right. more yeah. uh, passive aggressive and, and all that. So, um so yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it was an entertaining game to watch, and I, I, I'm sure you agree with me. You want to see these two teams meet in the playoffs. Um, I think a seven game series between the two, because there's there's already obviously a a rivalry between the two teams, because, certainly because of division and proximity. Um, but th- this has been kind of building the last couple of years. With you have the young superstars, you have the old superstars now with history together. So um, I think it adds a lot of a lot of elements uh, levels to this whole thing. So. All right. Imagine, um, a, oh. imagine a first round series real quickly, and imagine yeah, a first yeah. round series of Phoenix Dallas, and then Phoenix advances and they play Golden State in the second Oof. round. Like yeah. with all that drama of Kevin Durant returning to Golden State, Steph Curry, you know, trying to win yet another championship. I mean, the Western, the East looks kind of like Celtics Milwaukee. Although I, I will not sleep on the Cleveland Cavaliers since I picked them before the season, and I'm probably headed to <laughs> stubborn. But and I think they're a, a tough matchup because they're they're able to score uh, in multiple ways. But the Western Conference could be, like, incredible. And then the Lakers, if LeBron gets healthy and Davis stays healthy, they still could cause some problems, you know. But, yeah, I mean, again, Phoenix-Dallas and then Phoenix beating Dallas and then playing Golden State in the second round and Denver trying to break through. And if the Clippers ever get healthy, they're good. I mean, the Western Conference playoffs could be crazy, almost like the Eastern Conference playoffs in hockey, right, where you're going to see these incredible first-round matchups of, what, Tampa-Toronto and probably the Rangers against, uh, New Jersey. Yeah, which again, which is going to make for some really great hockey. Um, by the way, the Bruins have won ten in a row. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's like it's silly. Do you expect them to lose like any games the rest of the season? It's they, just like insane. Look, someone someone posted like Ottawa. Ottawa has been playing some great hockey lately. I think they're twelve three and one in their last sixteen games. Which you know, great stretch. They've really got themselves in the. Uh, in the playoff hunt, um, and it, it, it's the exact same record the Bruins have had over the last sixteen games: twelve, three, and one. Their 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 power play and uh, penalty kill, uh, Senators that is, is a little bit better. But that is the Senators' best stretch of the season, and you can argue 
that that's the Bruins' worst stretch of the season. And I'm not kidding. I'm literally not no. kidding. Like, if, if no. you go across every 16-game stretch of the entire year, you're probably going to see that that is the worst 16-game stretch. And that includes a 10-game winning streak because they they went 1-3-1 and in January at one point. And that was it. That was it. So, <laughs> yeah. They're good. It's, it's like 62 games so far. So, yeah, yeah. you pretty much do like the first 16, the next 16, then, you know, the next 16, and then the last 14 or whatever. And you'd actually be able to do it. Yeah, because they have three losses in there, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, some Which is almost 50%. Yeah, I was going to say, almost 50% <laughs> of their regulation losses. That's the crazy it's, thing. That's insane. It's that's, insane. It, it, well, it is. I mean, there's three regulation losses in that, in that stretch. Um, and they have they've had eight all season, so you you can definitely guarantee that that is their worst sixteen game stretch. But yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean they're they're just they're 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 a powerhouse team right now. That uh, you know I I think I said it last week. You know that you're, you're talking about you know we we've seen a lot of really good teams certainly in the last twenty five years uh, in New England. Um, you're you're going to be hard pressed to find too many other teams as good as this Boston Bruins team. And I'm talking two thousand seven Patriots level. Um, you want to go back to even earlier? Maybe we can have a discussion with some of some of you older folks about some of those early seventies uh, Bruins teams. But um, yeah, this this has been an incredible run for for them. And uh, fortunately, they got a couple of days off. They don't play again until Thursday, which is which is good because they were playing pretty much at an every other day clip. But I kind of like that because I, I think it's going to get them more and more prepared for the playoffs. But uh, I do want to before we go, we're going to get off here in a few minutes. I do want to bring up uh, Lamar Jackson real quick because I mentioned at the top of the show that the, the deadline to uh, apply the franchise tag, exclusive or not, and, and we know the difference being exclusive, you know, no other team, you're essentially negotiating with just the Ravens if you're Lamar Jackson. If it's non-exclusive, then another team could come in and offer him a contract, and in order to do so, they would have to give up two first-round picks. But again, for a quarterback you're probably willing to, to spend that package if, if that's the case. But uh, it's going to be very interesting, John, to see what the Ravens do because I get the I get the feeling that they like the Ravens. They like Lamar Jackson, just not at the current price tag that quarterbacks are going at. And and I don't think – I just don't think – I think they're, they'd be much more willing to see him go than to pay him the money that, well, you can argue whether he deserves it or not. That's not what we're arguing. But the money that is, well, he's in line to get because he's the next guy up. And obviously he does have a resume worth, you know, appreciating and worth paying. But at the same time, John, this is also a guy that hasn't finished a season the last three years. And based on how he plays the game and his age, I... I don't know. The Ravens are in a tough spot. Yeah, I mean, and again, I think every owner and general manager in the league curses the Cleveland Browns, who fully guaranteed Deshaun yeah. Watson's contract. So now any quarterback as good, if not better than Deshaun Watson, goes to the table and says, well, he's getting that. I'm better. I want more, and I want it fully guaranteed. So every team's dealing with this. And then you factor in that, um, you know, the New York Giants, you know, Daniel Jones, I mean, is he going to make 35 to $40 million? I mean, you're hearing maybe four years, $180 million for Daniel Jones. So, like, you're like, wait a second. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm like, I, you know, left-handed, I'm probably better than him. So, 
you know, I want my money and I don't blame him. And that's what's going to happen. And then it's, I, we've talked about it a million times. It's really complicated that he's his own agent I, and, and his mom, I think, negotiates it. And it's, it's a great story. And, you know, in, in, in theory, it's great. But in practicality, I don't think it's really that good because now she's in negotiating the contract and there's insults going back and forth mm-hmm. and it becomes personal. That's exactly why you pay the agent 3%. So you don't have to deal with any of that stuff. They can, you know, take all those slings and arrows and, and, you know, and then come back and go, they love you. Here's the contract offer. Let's sign it. Yeah. Yeah, It's going to be fascinating to see what happens here. Yeah. And I don't think anyone would sit here and describe this whole process of trying to get Lamar Jackson a new contract pleasant. Um, I mean, we don't know all the details, but, you know, we can read, you know, this negotiation has not been cut and dry. This has been very tension filled i i guess you can say and, and this is obviously from the outside perspective looking in and, and certainly with no ins- inside knowledge of it but um it's been very public and it feels mm-hmm. like it's been going on for several years now so uh yeah and and look i mean we we talk about you know veteran quarterbacks are always going to dominate the offseason um you don't even really have to be good you just have to have a name, and you know if you're potentially on the move, then it's going to create a buzz. Uh, this year, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, and you throw in Baker Mayfield and some of these other guys. There's a lot of veteran quarterbacks on the market. Uh, Lamar Jackson certainly would be a matter of perspective, perhaps the cream of the crop. Now, sure, you could be looking at maybe a, a season or two with Aaron Rodgers is more valuable to you than you know, a long-term deal with Lamar Jackson. So, so maybe that's how you rank them. But the reality of it is you're not going to, you're not going to find too many arguments that are going to say, well, Lamar Jackson isn't the best choice out of all of them. Um, but again, it comes with, he's not a free agent. Derek Carr's a free agent, so you can pay him and that's it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, obviously not a free agent. Uh, he comes with some, you know, collateral damage with the contract. However, based on his age and based on where the Packers are, you're very likely going to be able to to get him with a reasonable price, uh, a trade package. Lamar Jackson, like I said, I mean, if if they lay down the non-exclusive tag, and I'm fairly certain they're going to tag him one way or the other. I don't think they're going to not because then he would just walk. Um, you're going to have to give up two first-round picks at least. Mm-hmm. Plus, give him a contract obviously bigger than what um, the, uh, the 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 Ravens uh, will offer him because they have the right to match or decline that offer. So, generally, you're not going to get Lamar Jackson on a discount when you're trying to snag him away when he's non-exclusively tagged. So, um, it, it, yeah, it's just again we're going to have a lot more clarity between now and four o'clock tomorrow. Um, obviously we could get off here and an hour later, they could announce that they're signing them or offering the franchise tag. Lamar would have to sign it or hold out and that would further complicate things, but I can't imagine he's going to give up, um, another season. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, and certainly I, I think, look, I think the biggest domino in this, uh, NFL off season quarterback car- potential carousel is Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, and, and the idea that his, you know, it's his, I guess his options, according to Adam Schefter, are retirement or the Jets, essentially. Um, but it could, once Aaron, I think once the Aaron Rodgers situation figures itself out, you're going to see a lot of things move quickly because 
if you are to believe that, you know, look, the, the Jets are desperate for a quarterback. Desperate. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers for a year could do some good things for him. Obviously, it's not a long-term solution. Uh, they saw how a year with Brett Favre was, well, it was good. It wasn't great. Um, Weren't they 8-3 and three at one point, and then they suffered yeah. a bunch of injuries and yeah. ended up like 9-7? and seven. So, yeah, I remember they beat the Patriots like on a Thursday night game where it was kind of a wild game. Matt Cappell was quarterback yeah, in the obviously. Patriots that year. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Brady wouldn't lose to the Jets. And, you know, <laughs> no, that's, that's silly. Uh, other than the playoff game, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, well, whatever. You know, whatever. I know. I, every I every so often, you you got to go have mind. yourself a snack. And well, uh, the Jets and Rex Ryan did it that day. So <laughs> he did, and he was yeah. you know dealing with his white feet. But yeah. the um, <laughs> I yeah the, the weird thing is Ian, like I I would think some of these NFC teams would want to step up because just look at it. Like you look at the NFC. Okay, the Eagles are defending champs. They're probably the favorite going into next year. But are they going to have a Super Bowl hangover? San Francisco doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, they got a great roster, but yeah. they don't have a quarterback. I mean, that's kind of, you know, important. And then the rest of the conference is like, eh, you know, the NFC South doesn't have any quarterbacks. I mean, I, we've heard a little bit of Rogers to Carolina, which to me is the least sexy location yeah. for him to go. But it may give him the best chance to win, right? Because you would think Aaron Rodgers in Carolina, good defense, some offensive weapons, Frank Reich, you know, competent coach, that they would probably win that division and, and – be a factor in the NFC, right? Or maybe Atlanta gets involved with Lamar because Lamar is a star and Atlanta, you know, is a town that needs stars. And, you know, all of a sudden now the NFC becomes much more interesting than it has been uh, the last couple of years. No, I look, I agree. It, it, that's the thing. I, I, I want to see Aaron Rodgers go play elsewhere just because I just want to, I just want to see that. And obviously if you're a Packers fan, maybe you have mixed feelings. Maybe you want to see him stay, but maybe you understand that he's going to go. But I, I want to see this situation kind of play out. I don't want to do this for weeks on end, you know, discussing, is he going, where is he going? What's happening? Cause I think as soon as he moves, the Derek Carr dominoes will fall and then you'll see kind of the, the, the lower tier quarterback start to find places and, Excuse me, that could be end up being in Tampa or again, I mean 49ers, it's like what are you gonna do? Like are you are you really planning on going into next season with with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance and a veteran quarterback? Some you know what I mean? Like I look Unfortunately for them, John, um <laughs> unfortunately for them, uh Mr Mr. Tom Brady retired. I mean, there's still time for him to come back. I, you know, I'm not for holding now. it. Yeah, for now, uh, <laughs> maybe they'll entice him to do so. But um, yeah, I, I, look, I'm, I'm with you. The NFC looks like the more uh, opportunistic conference, certainly considering the quarterbacks in the AFC. So uh, if I'm Rodgers, perhaps that's where you want to stay. And, and going to the Jets, I don't think is is terrible. Um, I just still don't know if they'd be the best team in that division because uh, I'd still think they'd be behind. Buffalo. Now, the interesting thing is if Miami decides to move on from Tua, and maybe they decide, you know what, let us let us get Aaron Rodgers, because as much as I don't think it'll be as good as had they gotten Tom Brady, uh, I still think you're a very, very good Miami team if you have Aaron Rodgers under center and not Tua with kind of the players that you have right now. So, um, yeah, so that's that, we'll see. We'll see, because... <laughs> In just about a matter of a week or so, we're going to get the new league gear and uh, all this free agency nonsense is going to uh, kind of sort itself out. So um, we're going to say goodbye for the day, John. It's time for me to go eat breakfast. Bye. Yeah. 
bye. <laughs> just bye. The, the worst, the quickest sign off ever. Just bye. Um, but we will be back tomorrow. Uh, like I said, we'll talk more about the franchise tag. Maybe, maybe we'll have some news by then. If not, uh, we will sit here and hope, hope that it breaks during our show and we can kind of talk about it then. But until then, folks, uh, have a great day. Have a great Monday. And we will uh, talk to you tomorrow. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.